0: Think it's gonna matter that I can hear the fan in there?
1: That's up to you. Is it gonna matter to you that close you can the door hear a the fan bit. In there? It's bugging me. Sure, man. Go nope, for it. can't
0: reach it. <laughs> Lazy bones
1: And that's when we <laughs> leave this in because that's the fun thing that people get to hear. All right. So, quick checklist of the podcast. You have not slouched yet. Check. Yes. I ate a cinnamon roll. Check. 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 How
0: long are we gonna do that for? All the times.
1: I'm hoping forever.
0: You're gonna get sick of baking cinnamon rolls. Not baking. So? I think baking cinnamon rolls. Yeah. But I don't.
1: I only bake them like once a month because I make enough to last. Batch. Yeah, I don't leave them out. If I left I them out, I still think be gone you're going to like get bored. Days. I think
0: it's going to. This is my prediction. Yeah, this is my ahead. bold prediction. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, is that it's going to turn into a different baked good. So you're oh, going to be probably, like,
1: probably, yeah. Probably. Well, yeah. also the folks should know. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't just bake cinnamon rolls. They know that. They do know that. Mm-ha. Okay. Yeah. They. You've do. been getting reports. Yeah. Because <laughs> I also bake.
0: Survey says breads.
1: I also bake.
0: <laughs> uh. I'm still with breads. I'm still thinking of breads in my head. You cookies. You, cookies, yeah. you make brownie bites. You haven't done brownie bites in so long. I haven't long.
1: done brownie bites in a while because I made them for our friends. And then Can I, I make, make a, a request for, for
0: brownie bites?
1: Yeah. Sometime in 2021, I'll make okay. some brownie bites for fine, you. Fine, yeah. fine, fine. All right, let's get into this episode. This is how we work super well and efficiently mm. together. <laughs> this is all the secrets. Every relationship we, we, out there needs perf- to know about it. We are a perfect us.
0: relationship. We've gotten a lot. I'm kidding, by the way. We have gotten a. They're like, we've listened to the yeah, podcast. We know, we we know you're know, kidding. We've gotten a lot of requests for this episode, yeah. and we thought to ourselves, guys, we already recorded this one a couple years ago when we launched the podcast, and then we thought, oh, <laughs> people don't look back into the archives every, all the time. They don't. And also,
1: just like us, when you listen to someone talk about something that interests you mm. and you haven't heard about it in a while, you can mm. hear about it again multiple times. You're like, times. tell me again. And yeah.
0: also, I would say that... Things have changed a little bit, I think, because when we first recorded the podcast episode, this is when Wandering Aimfully was still relatively new. So it was like, we were like a couple months into like running a business together. Right. And now we're like two years into running a business, running two businesses together now.
1: Yeah. So quick recap, quick little uh, catch everybody up and where we are as a couple who works together. Okay. Back in 2010, mm-hmm. you started working for me.
0: 11, but I, okay.
1: Okay. 2011 <laughs> felt like 10. It was That's how long ago it was. <laughs> Uh, you started working for my business, and that was our first time working together. So yes. you had previously to that. You'd been going to a regular job, been coming home, and we'd kind of dealt, you know, work together like that. And we didn't really work together at all. You would help me do things, but there was no actual working together. So we worked together on that. I reassure project for... Two and a half years mm-hmm. until, or three years until I had to let you go. Your performance <laughs> was not performance, up to
0: par. Yeah. <laughs> and that was more of a dynamic of like, you were the boss. Right. And that's just, I, I mean, I say that and I'm like, does that.
1: But actually, I think you said that more than I did. Yeah. yeah. Because
0: it honestly really helped me to not put it it all squarely on my shoulders like i was definitely in much more of a support role right. where i i was running quote unquote operations and like client relations and stuff but you were kind of the visionary you were this person with most of the strategy you were steering the business and we know what what happened there <laughs> Just kidding. Wow. We could we could laugh about it years later. Wow. Um, oh, that doesn't
1: make me feel horrible. You're cu- you are know cute. It's I'm fine. Kidding. So after I wore your shirt, uh, you started working on your own stuff. You mm-hmm. started your own client business. that was the made
0: vibrant era. I yep. had my own design business and the art business yeah. um doing online courses teaching art and personal development and stuff like that
1: and so we still worked together in that time like you would be like hey can you help me brainstorm on this or can you help sure, me think sure, about sure. this we, but we, it was it wasn't working on like the same thing the together. same business
0: exactly it was yeah it was like we worked next to each other we worked yeah. simultaneously and we helped each other out but i was very much the you know, core person for my own business. You were very much the core person for your own business. And ultimately, if you had to do something for Jason does stuff, which was your business, right. you were going to make that decision. And ultimately whatever I wanted to do for made vibrant, I was, was going to make that decision. <laughs> <laughs> and so then it all changed when you decided that we you should were... just
1: bring it all together. We should
0: just bring it on into Yep. work together. So
1: 2018, we combined forces Your Made Vibrant business, my Jason Does Stuff business, which I was really just running my Buy My Future project at that point. Sure. Merged those together and decided to create Wandering Aimfully, which we've been running for now two and a half years.
0: Hey, whoever had that idea, you did a great job. That was smart.
1: Whoa. (laughs) Hold on. Stop the presses. Everyone pull your cars over and stop the treadmill. Pause your cooking.
0: (laughs) Whoa. Hold on (laughs) a second. Go back. I don't think we've ever sat down and said it, but I think that was a really smart thing to do.
1: (sighs) I just got sweaty in my bed. And I
0: congratulate myself on <laughs> <laughs> being brave enough to take that step. Wow, I did
1: it. Uh, no, just that's kidding. I mean. No, it, you
0: yeah, yeah, I think that was the right move. And I'm for glad sure. that you, being the, you know, braver, more risk tolerant one in our relationship, brought that up and we're like, let's actually do this. Because I think we could have talked about it for years but yeah. not actually done it. Yep. Yeah. So I think that was a smart move, yep. but you know That it, wasn't
1: a smooth process. It was not that took six months. To build. To, to build up to doing it.
0: Absolutely. And then when
1: we actually made the commitment and then took 5 months to create the business. So really it was a year from hey let's combine our businesses to we yeah. have a combined business. And part of sell. my
0: hesitation and why it took 6 months is exactly what we're talking about in this episode. Because I'm
1: too handsome. You were so
0: handsome. Were and like, I was like I can't focus. Every day? You, you think want- I can you think I can just see that face every day that and bald, I'm going to be able to work?
1: Gleaming dome? <laughs> you think I can <laughs> Get to dos and tasks done when the shine is popping off and hit me in my eyeballs.
0: <laughs> I don't even know what really, I'm describing. Really, it's my bald head. Your dome. Yeah. Your gleaming.
1: dome. My gleaming dome. Oh,
0: get out of here. You better get out of here. Hey, what's up? And oh, welcome God. to the
1: Gleaming Dome hey, Podcast, no. where I give you tips on shaving your head. You can't see hey, me do it. Reel it that's in. Like my, that's like my IKEA. You need uh, to reel it in. Furniture podcast. Where I just want to assemble IKEA furniture and talk you through it you as talk I talked about it. this
0: idea multiple times and people are not. My, about inbox, it. Is My <laughs> inbox is
1: full. My inbox is full.
0: Reports. The same Gmail, reports I've been getting. I've gotten
1: a notification from Gmail. Yeah. Too many requests. Too full. Yeah. <laughs> Overflow. Too many requests. They've had to stop sending me the emails. I haven't gotten in any them. The
0: podcast you didn't know you needed. Assembling I, Jason, IKEA furniture. Jason
1: talks you through installing Can IKEA. Can you come sure. back to- Sure, 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 okay, sure? Okay, okay.
0: So the point that we were talking about is the reason why it took me six months to come to this decision of combining businesses is exactly what we're talking about in this podcast episode, which is, I was like, Oh, I'm going to go from being the only per Like I love solo projects. I I don't love a group project. Okay. I, I actually don't like collaborating that much. And it's just because it's so like, I don't know if a lot of people like collaborating. I like having my vision and having it fully (laughs) realized to its full potential. And when you work with someone else, you have to compromise a lot. That's just the name of the game. And so I was like kind of hesitant. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to feel going from being able to do whatever I want, make any decision I want for my own business to now having to have checks and balances with another person. And as predicted, that was kind of the rockiest part of it was learning how to work together, how to make decisions together, how to get on the same page all the time. And so that's what we thought we would talk about in this episode. Do you want to
1: just take off this jangly necklace that you're holding Instead of cautiously? Just holding it. Yeah.
0: I, I did it. Give like, him a little I- jangle
1: signal, he's here one. There it is. There's a little joke. That was my
0: necklace. That's that's a necklace I chose to wear on a podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Uh but we made it through. That's how we work together, right there. There's oh, an example. Yeah, yeah. I just acknowledge I can see when something <laughs> is physically going wrong. In and,
0: any format in the phrase of a question, so I think I came up with it. <laughs> <laughs> 100%. Hey, do you want to remove do that necklace? Ideally. Oh my god, Jason, yes I do. Oh wow, wow how do you know? About
1: that. Everyone's been asking in my inbox. That's the
0: key. Phrase your
1: <laughs> Okay, where do you want to go with this? Because we have a bunch of bullets, we have a bunch of different things to talk about, yeah, a lot so of things that
0: We caught everybody up. And we have let them know that it is not smooth sailing. So now let's get into all of the different things that we've learned and ways that we have adapted our processes, especially after 2019. So for those of you who don't know my personal story, 2019 was the great anxiety, anxiety spiral,
1: spiral
0: of yep. all times, and it the was spell spiral, spell spiral. Yep. It was very bad. I, I had debilitating panic anxiety, panic. Attack anxiety-inducing things for months on end. Yeah, and we got it figured out. Don't worry. We'll probably do a whole podcast on that. Just recap. We did
1: one. You can go listen to it. I think it's episode twenty-four, way back in the archives.
0: No, that was that episode on anxiety was before two thousand nineteen. So I was just talking about my anxiety yeah. in general. There Little did episode, I know
1: there is an episode that we did like during anxiety. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Well, we'll have to. Yeah.
1: But yeah, we'll have to do another one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Long story short, we. I think that that has forced us to get extremely like on the same page with our goals and intentions in working together in that we now both have come to the conclusion that my mental health has to be almost number the, one. the number yeah, 1 priority. Sure. It just does because we saw what happened when I wasn't prioritizing that and when this
1: our business profit grew <laughs> <laughs>
0: We had happy customers, (laughs) (laughs) but you had to do it all by yourself. I
1: did have to. No, and I joke, but I—I mean, I worked myself to the bone during those times to keep everything going and to try and help you do as much as I could. And you did a great job. Really, nothing, but I just did my best. But I think the one thing that that did for us, which a lot of people won't ever have experience in to learn from, but we can tell you and maybe you can learn from it, is that you really have to understand how the other person thinks and works. Yes, and for me. I am very bad at empathizing with other people. So <laughs> I just I don't understand why people can't get it's things done. It's hard for done. you. And it's not even like, I don't need you to work 14 hours a day. It's like, I don't know why you can't get the same task done. Mm-hmm, I can get done mm-hmm, in one hour. Mm-hmm. Like I can get the customer service emails done. I can figure out all the spreadsheet stuff I gotta mm-hmm. do. I can get this thing designed real quick. I can get this task knocked out. I can go call the utilities company and get the bill. Like I can do all those things and it does not affect me. For those you of have you- to do one thing, Yes, focus for a while, and then, like, let's have a break, and then we'll come back to the next Let's thing.
0: And let's tap into our feelings, and let's see what... Which
1: is 100% okay. Yes. But without knowing exactly how the other person thinks and operates, yep. when you're trying to, not even force, but just, like, say, hey, why don't you do it this way? Yep. You're going to constantly bang your head against a wall.
0: Absolutely. For any of... You listening who are into the enneagram? Jason is an enneagram eight, and I'm an enneagram four, and we are. I'm an
1: eight wing four, though.
0: No, you're not. We've talked about this. That's not how wings work. But you continue to repeat it just just to annoy me. You can't
1: just pick your two wings. So I want to be an eight wing four and an eight wing thirteen. It's
0: either it's your wings are what's connected to your number seven
1: or eight or nine.
0: Okay, try to do numbers (laughs) (laughs) better. But we're pretty textbook cases of each of those numbers, and I feel like this is a an eight quality, which is like you. You're like, I am very action-driven. I can just do things. And it's hard for you to see how that isn't how – well, I just think that's across the board. It's hard for you to under not you, anyone to understand how other people don't see things the way that they see them. Yeah. But it, I kind of think of it like your love languages, right? Like yeah. for any of you guys out there who, when you discovered love languages and this whole notion of like understanding how your partner gives and receives love and understanding how you give and receive love, like it's a game changer when you like figure that out. And I think it's the same thing if you're working with a partner or working with a collaborator, understanding how does that person work? What is important to them? What do they need? And and really trying to dig in and understand that so that you're not just trying to, you know, if, it will just save you a lot of frustration in not under in not being able to understand why they can't work the way that you work.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I, I, think, I think it is actually worth touching on the love languages thing a little bit because I do think that helps people if you're working with your spouse specifically. I mean, I guess that's what we're really talking about in this entire episode is like working with your spouse or working with a partner in that the love languages help us because when we're not working or even when we are working, it's just really helpful to show the other person that you care in a way that they accept that. Totally. So for me, you know, I know that when you are really busy or whatever, but then you still try and go out of your way to help make lunch I know that that's you showing up for me in a way that I see it.
0: Yeah. Because your love language is acts of service. And I know that when I've been working really hard on something and I've been pouring my heart into it, that you going out of your way to tell me that you really appreciate it and that you notice how hard I've been working and how great the end result is. That's you speaking my love language of words of affirmation. And that goes a long way because I know that it's not always your first instinct to say those things. Um, And so that it's just, that's helped us a yeah, lot for and, sure. and being like, Oh, that person is appreciating me in the way that they,
1: yeah. Am. And you, you really start to help each other work better and just live better together when you understand what the other person needs more often than not. Yeah. And, and so for me, like you can tell me a hundred times throughout the day, like, I love you. You're doing so great. I'm not going to say it doesn't mean anything to yeah. me. It's just it doesn't affect me in the way that it does you. Yeah. But what does help me is when, like, we've been working and, like, you know that there's been a pile of clothes that's been oozing out of the closet, <laughs> and you make it a, a thing to go and, like, move it.
0: Yeah. And
1: you, you actually take care of it. And I know that sounds so silly to oh, a no. lot of you listening to this. If you actually dig in and, and know the love languages between yourself and your partner and maybe your other partner and your other partner, it, it really is helpful because – I can tell you from personal experience, Caroline saying "I love you" on a daily basis, it it doesn't mean as much to me as it does if I said it to you on a daily basis. You'd be like, "Wow, this guy really loves me. This is great. Like, what am I doing right?" That's why I love all your notes. But for me, I'm just like, you said it in 1997. I got it. Got it. I'm good for the next millennium. Until a new millennium small. occurs. I was 11 in
0: 1997. Oh, don't go there. Stop it.
1: <laughs> but that, that I think, is just really important. And I think that that is a thing that we kind of like breeze over. But I think a lot of people maybe haven't done that work, or maybe they've heard about it and they haven't really gone down that road to go, oh, I am an acts of service person. I am a yeah. acts of lawyers. Words of
0: affirmation. Words of affirmation. Let's affirmation. not even tell people about the day that I. Refilled the Q-tips in the bathroom. Whoa! You were, like, you were like, "Can I propose to you again?" Like, I what should I do?
1: Thought someone snuck in our <laughs> house and refilled. Because here's the thing: I'm like, never going to be like, "Oh, did I do that?" No, no. no, no I no. know exactly if I did it. Oh, I'm sorry. But yeah. But the fact that that thing was filled. Yeah. Is it the first time you've ever refilled the q No, thing? but
0: <laughs> but like for sure it was. I I and you guys. How many I times was,
1: do you think you've done it? Just out of curiosity. This I, is not a judgment of you.
0: Uh. I just saw it. For
1: everyone to know. Honestly, just,
0: honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. You refill them so often, I thought that we just haven't used them in 10 years. Right. because they're it's the well, same it's always amount full. always.
1: But back to my question. Yeah. How many times in our relationship do you think you've refilled the q Four. We've been together for four? 10 years.
0: Probably four. <laughs> that but, is the truth.
1: But those four but times? I saw it and they October were low. October 11th, 2012.
0: <laughs> and they were low. July 7th, 2014. Myself, <laughs> I said, you know what? He's been, this is going to get him.
1: (laughs) I knew it. And it did. I
0: knew it. And it did. It really did. Okay. So so moving on to other, so from love languages, and we were talking about how it's important to know like what your partner needs. One thing, very tactical thing that we implemented that actually stemmed from like a, I don't want to say a fight, because we truly do not have fights, but it was like a a tense conversation, let's say.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's another key. We should talk about fighting, like how we disagree. How we love to fight. How we
1: love to fight. Thursday Um, nights, fight night. (laughs) Fight
0: night. But we were having a bit of a conflict because I was in such an activated space with my anxiety. For whatever reason, that day, I was at like a- Is this the
1: anxiety pottle? Is this what you're talking about? When you hit the anxiety pottle?
0: No, I'm talking about the scale.
1: Oh, the anxiety scale. Yes. Got it, got it, got it. So
0: what happened was we, I was at such a like high level with my anxiety that when I get there, when I get to like a, an eight or a nine on the, on a 10 point scale, I can't even have a conversation. Like my actual brain stops being able to form words. And I'm just in a state of, a, of like activated, I don't know how to describe it, but like I'm dizzy. I can't think I like all these things, I'm just in a state of like survival of what's happening. And so you were trying to have like a conversation with me. And I think at some point I just was like, honestly, I can't even communicate with you right now because my anxiety is at an eight. And you were like, okay, um, thank you for yeah. telling me that. How
1: would I have known? I, yeah. You yeah. were like,
0: I wish that there was a way for me to know that so yeah. that you didn't have to you tell me. And I think that, that little interaction happened at a long time. Like it was a longer conversation. And so you were like, All right, I'm just going to go for a walk to kind of like clear the air afterwards. And I was like, Oh, that's such a smart idea. Like a way for him to know where I'm at with my anxiety every single day. And so while you were gone, I like busted out my markers and like made this actual scale. It's from a piece of poster board.
1: It's on your Instagram. People can scroll back. It's on my Instagram.
0: And so what it is, is it's just got a little slider where from one to 10, I can show you. And I do it at the beginning of my day. And you can see where you at with your anxiety from 1 to 10 so that you can act accordingly.
1: Like if I walk in the room and that thing's at an 8, I just turn you back just around.
0: You just turn. <laughs> and you just go. And you just go, Okay. Never I'm going
1: to revisit. Never even, I just took a walk. And that's all <laughs> because, I
0: did. Because the truth is nothing like productive is going to come right. from any type of conversation at that point. And that's just the way that yeah. it is.
1: So I think the really good point there for the folks that are listening that are working with their spouses or their multiple partners is to figure out if there's something that one of you needs to know that is an internal thing that the other person can't guess or see mm. on you. What is your anxiety scale that you can make? Another
0: great example. If you are a person who
1: do you know this is a great example? Yes. If you because
0: this is a great example of what you just said. If you are a person who ovulates Mm. and you have a monthly cycle and you know that your hormones get affected.
1: Guys, if you're with us right now, you're with us. You you
0: you have got to have some type of way to communicate that to your partner because that is a game is another game changer for for us. Is like what did I just say to you today? Because I track it every single day now. Yeah. I came out and I was like, We are entering the fall season, and any of you guys that follow, um, I think Claire Baker is the one who um, does a lot of the stuff around your cycle and your hormones and all this stuff, and she calls it, like, they have different seasons. So, like, spring, summer, winter, fall. And so, fall is, like, right before It's about to
1: get crazy. It's about to
0: get crazy. And so, literally any day now, I'm just going to become the most irritable and impatient version of myself, but it's good to give Jason a heads up.
1: Yeah, And, and I- I think that there are lots of those different things, not just for female oriented stuff where in a relationship, one person maybe just internalizes things more or feels things deeper and the other person doesn't. And so you need a way to communicate physically or visually so that you can both say what needs to happen. Mm -hmm. And and these could be simple things like I'm in like a yes mode or I'm in a no mode or like I'm in a, let's have a conversation about this or I'm not, Mm -hmm. or I'm in like a, I'm looking for help or I'm looking to listen. Like that's Mm -hmm. a big one that we learned many years ago. So if you can come up with some type of scale, whatever yours is that you deal with in your relationship, very helpful to be able to communicate visually to the other person.
0: Yep. So that, that's a good like tactic that we've used. Um, Also, do you want to talk about our, the anxiety pothole? The
1: anxiety pothole? Sure. Uh uh Yeah. yeah.
0: So another important thing that we've learned relating to how we work together through my anxiety is, as I mentioned, our number one shared intention now like, our guiding value is that my mental health has to be in a stable place in order for us to work really well together, which is helpful because it's now... It's not
1: even for us to work really well together. It's just for us to, to function. operate.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that becomes really helpful. Stretch your legs out. Thank you, you. Yeah. That becomes really helpful because now we're working toward the same goal. And so well if you want to tell the story of kind of how it unfolded a couple of weeks ago and how we handled it i think i think the real world example is helpful for people yeah
1: and correct me if i get this wrong but we had this big to-do list because we were coming up on the launch our recent launch of wandering aimfully unlimited and we had all these things we wanted to do we're super ambitious as you always are when you work for yourself and we actually thought we had a pretty good timeline of how this stuff was going to work out and it was a lot of work but it wasn't and like impossible, impossible amount everything, of
0: work everything all the tasks had been written down it everything not, had a day that we were going to work it on it wasn't
1: going to be working weekends it wasn't going to be working long hours it was just like nine to five normal working hours leading up like four weeks for the launch and so we had these case studies that we were going to do our growing through case studies which you can find on youtube if you want uh, they're really fun they're super informational and we go deep dive on people's businesses but the idea was we're going to do three of these in one week yeah and we were like okay it's you know it took 60 hours combined before we're going to break that down to like ten hours or twenty hours and we're just gonna make it simpler. And so you started No, do you were on-
0: actually looking back, do you remember what we said? They were sixty hours before and we were gonna try to break each one down into one day. That's well, a, yeah,
1: but, but it was know, one day for each of us. So it was still gonna be like sure, 10 to okay. hours. Sure, okay, ten yeah,
0: hours, yeah. Because
1: yeah. sixty hours was both. Yeah, of us but twenty
0: hours it would be ten hours for each of us, and you can't work ten hours in a day. I mean
1: you can if well, you, you work can, at but DG, we don't a factory of work. No. <laughs> anyway, so you started working uh, like the first day as we were planning these out, and I think maybe you got what, like an hour or two into it. Yep. And I don't know if I just wandered in, I meandered <laughs> in, I was eating a cinnamon roll, and I just was like, What's going on in that part of the forest? And I came in. And you just looked like
0: a frazzle muff,
1: uh, just a frazzle muff. But also I was like, what are you, you were just like looking somewhere. <laughs> you weren't even looking at your laptop. You weren't even doing it. I was like,
0: I was panicking. I was like, what was is like, happening? Uh, and,
1: and honestly, I've, I've seen that look before. I yeah. know what that look is. It's just, you're super overwhelmed. You're feeling really anxious. There's too much going on. And so I was like, all right, full stop what's happening. And so that was the anxiety pothole that we ran into. Yeah.
0: And the idea is like why we named it anxiety pothole is like, our goal is to recognize when we're in a pothole, so that it doesn't become like, oh, we go all the way off the road. Right. Like, we we we're have to stop mo- the car. Yeah, we
1: still want to move forward, but we need to figure out. Hold on, like
0: we hit a pothole. Like, yeah, let's this recalibrate. Get, this road's
1: getting janky. Let's, let's figure, figure it out, out. We need to do. We need change right. lanes. Let's change lanes.
0: Change lanes. And so, what you what you did, which was like, really, well, I think we both played our role, which is this. I was able to... We are
1: doing a little role play. So you were Batman and I was Robin. Uh-huh. I put on the little red tights. Yeah, and I'm Batman. And I was Batman. like, hey, you're feeling weird? Let me go get my red tights. Get it. And yeah.
0: I was like, I'm oh, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> and I
1: was like, yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, you're Robin. Stop oh. it. I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, that's weird. I um, said to myself, or to you, I said, I am feeling really <clears throat> overwhelmed. I think that this was not a good idea to try to do all of these in one day and I'm recognizing that we need to pump the brakes before this gets like too crazy and then your role was to say okay drop everything
1: yeah I don't even yeah we're not even going to try and recalibrate this day yeah
0: you said you're not allowed to do anything for the rest of the day yeah and I was like oh but like then it's going to push and you said I don't care it doesn't matter you said our goal is to keep your mental health at number one as as healthy as it can be and so It doesn't matter what's on your plate right now. You need to take the rest of the day. You need to do whatever you need to do to kind of come back to yourself. And we're going to come up with a different strategy. And that's exactly what we did. And so this goes back to being able to know what your partner needs and then supporting them and being willing to make decisions that are going to, you know, support that person in whatever they it is that they do need.
1: Yeah. And and for us when we hit that anxiety pothole, my goal was to say, okay, I know that what Caroline needs when she runs into this situation is not, oh, do you just need like a 30 minute break and then we'll come back and start working again? It's, right. No, no. Like Full, if we yeah. keep going, it's gonna go off the rails for two weeks. Yep.
0: I need a major pressure release. Yeah.
1: And and for you, you want to be working on all these things that we planned out. You want to be getting these tasks done. You want to be working toward this launch, but for me, and I typically end up being the project manager. Sure. And I've been that way for our entire relationship. And I do think that's also helpful. So if you're in a relationship, you're working with multiple partners, you have 10 partners you're working <laughs> with, that's how many people you live with, and you're, that's fine. You do whatever you want. It's really helpful to know who is who in your little two-person work What chart. are the
0: roles, yeah. And
1: so I very much am like operations and project management, which is funny because that's what I, well, you told me to hire you for in the reassure yeah, business, yeah. Uh, which is kind of interesting to think back on. But anyway... When I walked in, I was like, okay, project manager hat goes on my head. No more work today. And so you just have to cool it. You got to do all your restorative activities. You got to meditate. You got to get your candles going. You got to watch your shows. You got to get comfy. You got to put a robe on. You got to go outside for a couple minutes. You got to get some drinks. You got to do all my things. You got to close the blinds. You got to lay down on the carpet. You got to become one with the ottoman. Whatever you need to do. But it just—I knew in that moment there was not a okay. Let's just look at the to do this and redo it. It was no, no. We are done for the day. Yeah. And it was at like 11 a.m. Yeah. And so what we did is we came back the next day and we said, okay, let's start over. So let's not look at next week. Let's not look at down the road. We're not gonna do any of that. Just this week, what do we think we can get done?
0: Yep. instead
1: of three growing through at case studies, can we do one? And if we don't think we can do one, that's okay. But let's just start there.
0: Yeah, for sure. And that actually brings me to another thing, which is this idea of monthly check-ins weekly check-ins and sometimes daily check-ins and that has been so huge like when, we used to kind of do it in a haphazard type of way, mm-hmm. but I feel like ever since we made the real goal to make it like a non-negotiable for us, so we do a monthly planning meeting where we can like set intentions, and usually then we're looking at, you know, three or four weeks ahead and saying, what's the general project that we're trying to prioritize each of those weeks?
1: Yep. And this is typically on the first Monday of the month. Exactly. So not like the first day of the month, but just the first Monday of the month.
0: Yep. And then on a weekly basis, we meet on Mondays. Yep. And so it's funny because, like, you're the kind of the project manager, but I'm like the project management. You're like
1: the process manager.
0: The process manager. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, you're the project you're manager, and I'm the ocean, process manager. Yeah. I'm
1: just like, Google Calendar, and then I'm just doing my stuff.
0: Right, and I'm the one who keeps us accountable to like checking in on the projects and being like, okay. And then you are really good at looking and going, okay, we need to prioritize this or we don't. So you're good at prioritizing. So every week we check in on what we've already set for that week and then say what needs to get moved around, uh, what could go. Cause yeah. that's when you really can look at a glance and say like, okay, we thought we could do this much work, but actually we can only do 60% of that. So what needs to get cut kind yeah. of thing.
1: And I think this is really helpful because I'm hoping what this shows for people listening is that, we are constantly in communication about what we're working on. And so I think what so many people want to find is like, okay, we're going to do a monthly meeting and then we won't meet again for a month. For us, no way. We do a monthly meeting, we do a weekly meeting every week, and we do a daily meeting every day when we're busy.
0: Yeah, what we've been doing recently is that now that I have a good task management process... Is I have all the tasks and then at the end of the day, you'll come in and you'll help me prioritize the tasks for the next day. Yeah. Because we, we did realize that if we were trying to meet every day in the morning, it took me out of my flow state because my I'm, I'm most creative and productive in the morning.
1: Yeah. And I so, think what's interesting here to touch on, too, is yeah. I'm helping you prioritize your tasks. Yeah. And I think for people listening to this, that might be a little bit surprising. Yeah. Because you you as an individual are like, listen, I know we work together, but like I have my tasks and I'm going to manage them. Yep. And what we found is that it just works better if we talk about the tasks that you have to do. We don't put my tasks in there because it's going to overwhelm you.
0: It overwhelms. So
1: I can manage my own tasks as yep. a project manager. I'm good with that, but I help you prioritize what's important yep. based on our bigger picture goals, but then also just based on how you're feeling and what you're working on.
0: Yeah, sorry. I think
1: think our neighbors are vacuuming.
0: Something. Yeah. The going off of that point, so you might not need that listening right now. Like maybe you're like, oh, I can manage my own tasks. But I think the important point to take away from that is be – willing to know what your strengths are and to know what your weaknesses are. And same with your partner, be willing to know what their strengths are and know what their weaknesses are. And as long as you're both very honest about those things, that's when you can really work effectively together because I don't have the ego to say like, Oh, what? You're trying to tell me what to prioritize. It's like, no, no, no.
1: We're working toward the same goal. We're working toward the same goal. So
0: why not use Jason's brain? That's very good at prioritizing. Take the decision fatigue off of my plate. Yep. So that at the end of the day, you just come in and you go, I would do this first. This yeah. is the most important thing. And then I can decide what order to do them in or yeah, like, sure. you know, how yeah. to do them. But you're, it's just, it's so great to be able to use your brain for that.
1: Yeah, And and I think the other thing too is, I mean, we've been working together for so many years and we still get all of our daily planning and weekly planning wrong. and And I think for a lot of people out there, maybe you're better at this than we are but we juggle so many things that we're just trying to keep everything going. And maybe on the outside looking in, like I would imagine our WAMers are probably like, I mean, I think they do a pretty good job. It looks pretty good and smooth. And it, it doesn't feel chaotic, but I do think people would be surprised at how much we move everything around. Oh yeah. And so we're like, okay, tomorrow we're gonna work on this, this, and this. And then when tomorrow starts, we're like, ah, no, we gotta move things around. We yeah. gotta do this. And that gets shifted to another day. And that's just me trying to really illustrate to everybody listening to this the people who want to pretend that they have these like perfect processes where you just like get everything done and you're the most efficient worker bee of all time, good for them. I am super efficient and I don't have smooth processes, but I have processes that work for me.
0: Totally. And, and, I,
1: and I just, I don't know, I feel like there's a lot of like productivity guilt out in the world. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of people that want to sell you their system and want you to work in a certain way. And that's all well and good. And I'm glad that works for them. But I think you really have to check in with yourself and go, It's okay that I move things around constantly, and my Google Calendar looks like a hot mess. But like, I get a lot of stuff done.
0: Absolutely, like, and and that goes back to your values, right? Is what's important to you? We've always said flexibility is so important to us, and that's partially because I'm I'm that person who I actually can't have a rigid structure because the potholes happen. Right. I need the flexibility to be able to be like, you know what? I'm in this mood, or I'm in this. That's just the way that. It works for me. Um, And so to Jason's point, if you're that way as well, just know that there are other people out there who are moving their businesses forward, forward, getting plenty of stuff done while still having the flexibility to move things around and move projects around. Speaking of projects, that brings me to another process that we started late last year that is a game changer for us. Poot, poot. Poot. Wait, did we do a whole podcast on poot? poot? I don't know,
1: but it doesn't matter if we did or not.
0: So... If you're laughing, this is our process. We, if you can tell already, we love acronyms. Yeah, and we also so we love poop jokes. We love poop poop jokes and acronyms. Hey guys, what's up with poop jokes and acronyms? Nice. And this is our first hit single, Poot. What would you do?
1: Mm, Shitbox. box. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so Poot is this process that we came up with. It's very simple
0: because let, let me tell people how the process came about. Go because for it. also, I think there's a there's a notion that you forget sometimes. You're like, oh. I need to work off of a process that someone else does that already exists. You forget that you can make up your own process.
1: Right. Especially based on how you work as a couple exactly. too. Like, just so you guys know a little bit of inside baseball here, I am very good as the first drafter <laughs> yes. in all of our projects. Yes. So I can blaze through a crappy, ugly first draft, but I can get it to 100% complete of the first draft.
0: And I will stare at a blank page of the first draft for an hour. Yeah. It cripples me sometimes and so using Jason's superpower this goes back to strengths and weaknesses Jason can just he does not have the filter that says this is not good enough
1: right (laughs) <laughs> because it's, I also don't have the filter that everything I'm writing, this is good.
0: Exactly. I'm just like,
1: this is getting this task yep. done. Yep. I don't care if it's good Whereas
0: or not. Whereas I, when I start a project, I'm like, oh, it needs to be exactly. right right at yeah. the beginning. So what we've learned is that Jason will usually do the first draft of anything that we're doing. Yeah. And then I will come and add sort of the meat to it, as we say. Like, I love structure. I love frameworks. I love organizing information. and even, then Even
1: design stuff. Like, I think I'm yeah. the stronger at doing, like, a quick wireframe. Yes. Like, I can just be like, whoa, 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 here's some ideas yeah. for and then you can take that and go okay like you know maybe that does sucks does that make
0: sense does it right, not Right. like
1: i'm gonna move everything around but it gave you a place to start
0: absolutely so
1: i this this poot process yeah. came from us sitting down and, and working on projects and just like we had kind of this first draft thing but then we decided like how can we make this better
0: what it really i think it what it really became a solution for is we would often find ourselves wanting to tackle a project and not realizing, like we were always in a time crunch. We were right. always like, there was so much more and we thought we could do this in three weeks. Why did we think we could do this in three weeks? And we realized we didn't have a process for really writing out all the tasks associated with a certain idea from the beginning. Yeah. And so it was combining that with the first drafting that you're saying. So to walk you through it briefly.
1: P-E-W-T.
0: P-E-W-T. So P is plan. So that's just sitting down doing a brainstorm. Straight up
1: brain, brain dump brain dump right like why even
0: what is what is this idea you yep. write down one word you're like a children's book about coins
1: <laughs> a children's book about coins that's what i said like coins around the world or made up coins
0: made up coins
1: it's made up coins okay <laughs> so it's a children's book on how to make up coins
0: no it's oh. a children's book about, about made, made up. up coins. <laughs> <laughs> <This is laughs> See, a hot seller. so that's a great example of what would happen in the plan section. We would really get clear right, right, on what right, the right. idea is. I just is. want to make sure we were on the same page. Exactly. Okay, go ahead. So that's P. Yeah. E is estimate. This yes. is crucial. You write down after your kind of brain dump, you go, okay. Now that I know exactly, because usually in the plan stage, you're like getting clear on like, what is it? And how much do we charge for it? And when do we need to do it? And how does it work? And all these things, you take all of that, you write down every task that you can think of associated with uh, an idea. Usually this helps if you break it down by section, I call it, or category or whatever. So it's like, I know there's going to, I know we're going to have tasks related to the website. I know we're going to have tasks related to the emails. We're going to have tasks related to promotion, design, design you know uh fulfillment so testing out the buying process whatever so you write all those things down then you go through and you estimate each how long you think it's going to take each task is going to take and that's usually the stage where we're also assigning tasks so like jason you're really good at blowing through these things i'm really good at design so that's how we split it up
1: this is also a really good part in that process where you don't even have to get any further if you look at the entire yeah. hours that you have set up. So a perfect example is this podcast. Yep. So about six months ago, we were looking at this podcast going, do we want to kick the podcast back up? Well, let's poot it. So we went into it and we were like, we want to change the name. We want to change the just the art. We want to come up with ideas, all this stuff. We're going to do some recording, get like five or six episodes in the hoppa. And so we, we pooted this entire thing out. And it was like, I don't know, like eighteen hours of work or twenty hours of work, and at that exact time, we went. We don't have twenty extra hours right now.
0: No we way. Have all these
1: other things, and also the podcast is not top priority. Right. For us, so you have ever. to
0: compare your estimate with your priority.
1: So we we took took a look at that, and we went. We're not even going to wireframe. We're certainly not going to do the last thing, which is track the time that it takes to actually do this. We're just not going to do this project. Yeah. And so the then booting you, process. So
0: it's really a P at that point. It, it just is a really
1: <laughs> helpful exercise to evaluate a process and evaluate a project that you're, or evaluate a project you're gonna work on and use this process to figure out, is this going to be worth spending my time on? Right. So uh, So W is- W is wireframe. Moving forward, then you're gonna wireframe.
0: Yep, so once we kind of, do the initial estimate, then usually we move to the space of because we always have to create some sort of web presence for every well, and project. even if we
1: don't, we we did a poot for like our free coaching funnel or whatever, and I think there was some web presence in that. But what really helped us with that was we wireframes, which just means really crappy drawings we drew out the steps right it's so like it a like, diagram so person gets this email what happens in that email yep. oh this link needs to go to this thing and we actually wireframed all of that out and you could see it and we found like four more things that we had to then go back into the estimate we had to estimate those times and add those into it because that showed us in the wireframe process, we actually missed part of doing this. So that's why that part of the process is helpful too, because it can show you other things that you didn't even see.
0: Yep. And then after wireframe is T and that's track. So the critical piece there is to hopefully you have a system that you can then track the actual time that it took to do the tasks. Admittedly, since we came up with this process, we didn't have a great system for tracking the time. Now we have a better system because we use an app called Notion. And so every single task that I work on, I set a start time and an end time and it just tracks that time.
1: And I think just being honest with ourselves, the reason why we don't do a ton of time tracking is because we've worked on projects for a long time. Right, so, so we, we have know. have a pretty good idea when you're like, I have to design this page, is a pretty good idea of how long it's gonna take you. Now, if you're a person who's just getting started and like you wanna use our little poop process that we've talked about, absolutely track the time use a simple app like toggle to track your time or just start a timer on google you can literally just type timer into google to give you a timer and you can just
0: a perfect one i did last night is i was creating the thumbnail for the the growing through it and i think i had estimated 10 minutes because i was like oh i have the template it'll be so easy i get in there and i realize oh i forget i have to go to procreate do the custom little gradient thing Mm. i have to go Use our thumbnail, and okay. I forget that I cut up the thumbnail, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I do it in. So anyway, there's all these extra How steps. Long did it take you? Thirty minutes. Oh, it took me thirty minutes, there and we go. so we gotta adjust. And that's where you just have to adjust. So going forward, I'm going to estimate thirty minutes for that task.
1: Yep, that's great. So this process has been super helpful for us. Whether you want to use this process or not, whether you want to make one of your own, just coming up with processes where you can work together are really helpful to again, like Caroline said, lean on each other's strengths. Know where your your best. Uh, kind of using your assets. And I think for us, that maybe curtails into the next thing to talk about, which I don't even know if we put on the list, which is really acknowledging together what your roles are in your project or business that you're working on together. So for us, like the buck stops for for you at design. So I'm never gonna do design for any of our projects anymore. You're always gonna do the design and yeah. branding and everything else. For the first draft of anything, we know who gets That's it. That's you. It's yeah. me, always. And so just... Really articulating any part of any project out and knowing who has so like video who wears editing. where is what hat? I'm yeah, always going to do video editing. Or
0: like community engagement. Like you're you're the point person for talking to people in our community. Yep. Or handling you know um, all the credit all, card payment yeah, issues all or, the
1: or admin stuff. With all the admin stuff. All that stuff. Yeah. It's
0: you know, and I'm going to be doing like curriculum. Or if we create new products, it's like the the bulk of the content. Um. So we just have and I. I do think that comes with time. I think you don't yeah. know right off the bat, but maybe you can designate those roles based on what each person is excited about, yeah. and, and then you can and reevaluate. And I would even say,
1: sit down, write everything out that you guys need to do to operate your business. Try and divide it as equally as possible. But that might also lead into something that we have on the list here, which is, um b- but try to figure out what feels equal. And I yeah. think that's a really important thing of just doing 50-50 tasks of like how many tasks may not be a really equal split. Like we talk about this a lot when we're working on projects especially that involve video. The front end of the work, like let's say if we're creating an online course, the front end of the work is going to be a lot of you creating the frameworks, creating the keynotes, doing all the stuff and it can feel like I'm doing nothing. Yep. But then once we start recording and I start editing, I may actually have doubled the amount of time yep. work that you did to create the keynotes, but we don't see that until I'm actually doing it.
0: Yep, and this goes to the point that we wrote down that I think was a really crucial turning point in us working together, which is you do not compare your workload to the other person. Yeah. Try not to. And you know, if it is super unequal, then have that conversation. But there was a time where I think both of us felt it was very easy for resentment to start to develop because like, for example, I think this also happened because I didn't have a great system for managing my time actually. And so like I'd be working on a weekend and you'd be watching football or whatever. And I would feel jealous. I'd be like, God, I wish I could just go and not have to work on a Sunday, but I've got all this work. But now that I have a better system for managing my time and managing my tasks, I think it's allowed me to not have that resentment towards you because I'm like, well, it's up to me to do that. And I trust exactly. Like you just said, I now know all the things that you do on a daily basis. Right. And so, and also you're just better at managing your time than well, me. Yeah. God.
1: I mean, I think there is something to just me being better at managing my time, we're or is not, not just even fine. better,
0: but like also different, right? Like I, we talk about this all the time. You get up in the morning and well, I you work. Say that.
1: Yeah. Like I, I think about this often, like I get up at seven o'clock, Right. I start working probably at like seven 30. You wake up at, I don't start work until 10. You wake up around 11.30. Stop it. (laughs) But yeah, no matter what time you get up, you're usually not starting work until 10 10, or 11, right? right. So whatever that is, I have a two or three hour head start on you. So by three o'clock, I'm pretty much done for the day. Exactly.
0: Whereas I might work until five or six. and,
1: And I think that that's just something too. Like as people who work together, you really have to be honest about, okay, is it okay that I'm working less hours than you? If we have to work the same on hours, well, let's discuss why that is, because yeah. that doesn't really make sense other than we've been taught that in society of like working equal hours at a job means that everyone gets paid a certain. It's just like a really dumb thing. Like if yeah. I can get all the work I need to get done in a day that we agree I should do in one hour then why does it matter that you work eight hours?
0: Yeah. And And
1: I I just think that that's a conversation that every couple has to have, every partnership has to have, and really get on the same page. And it's also just like our daily, weekly, monthly processes get moved around a ton, that's gonna get moved around a ton too. And you gotta be open and honest with each other that, hey, this is going to change, the workload's going to change, and that's okay.
0: Yeah. Um, One thing that I meant to touch on before, too, because we we talk a lot about, like, coming together and constant communication and all this stuff, but on the same token, also being okay to work separately. Yeah. Like, I don't want to give the impression that we're, like, sit in the same room and talk, like,
1: every day. I think not that we forced that, but we just naturally always had our desks in the same room. Mm. So, like, a second room in our house was always an office. And so our desk would be in the same room. And I think what we started to realize was just you spend all your time together and you need a break from each other. You need space. And also there are a lot of times when like you just need to be in the headspace of like, I don't I need less distraction. Exactly. And maybe if your anxiety is is leveling up, or maybe if I've just been doing so much in a day, I'm like, I just need like some space to like have some mental clarity or whatever. And I think for us, we've done a really good job. Like, is this yeah, this is the first place where our desks aren't even in the same room, mm-hmm. so it, you know they. It's funny they've been getting further and further oh, apart.
0: which is kind of interesting <laughs> uh,
1: as the years have gone on. But like the last place that we lived in, they were kind of across a stairwell, which is kind of weird to imagine. But like they were far enough apart that it actually felt like we were kind of in separate rooms, and we couldn't. Our backs were kind of to each other. Right. Um, And then in this place that we live now, they're in completely separate rooms. Mm -hmm. So my desk is in the living room. Your desk is in the guest bedroom, which we've turned into the fart studio, which most people know about. (laughs) And, and I do think it's actually really helpful for us yeah. because as much as we love spending time together and being together, the separate space, because I even come in sometimes and I'll bring in my laptop. I'm like, Hey, do you want to co-work? And you're like, "Mm, not a good time. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, well that's really great because. I feel terrible about myself now, but I'm going to leave. No, but uh, it's had we not had separate spaces and we just forced through sitting in the same space and working together, you might feel like I can't tell him I want him to leave the room, but like, I really, I just need some space right now.
0: Yeah. Sometimes I think it's just about not having someone else's energy mixing with your energy. Like, I know that's a weird thing to say, but that's usually what it is. When you come in, you're like, hey, want to co-work? And I'm like, either I'm in a place of deep focus or I'm kind of feeling off and I'm trying to bou- get myself to bounce back. And or I just don't to, need – You're
1: trying to smash through some TikToks and you don't want yeah, me to see yeah. them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just trying – and I don't need to worry about someone else's energy and what that, you know, means. So, yeah, I, I think having separate spaces has been really helpful. And then it kind of means more when we come back together and we have that together time – Outside of work, quote unquote, where it's like, oh, in the afternoon, like, we'll go down to our little tiny pool or we'll go for a walk or we have classic movie night every Saturday night. Every Saturday night. And we watch two movies, usually from the 90s to 2000s era. And we laugh and we eat popcorn. And, like, we've done it for a year now, every single Saturday. And it means that much more to us because... I feel like we're not resenting each other for trying to force being in the same room together 24 seven.
1: Yeah. And I do think that there are just some weird things that we do as humans that whether it's societal pressure or whether it's just like you see other people, like you see these ideas, idealistic images on people's websites of people sitting in the same office and working you're like, oh well, I guess that's what it should look like to be a happy working couple who works (laughs) together. And it's like, no, there's no picture you can get in our house of us working in the same space together. (laughs) Like (laughs) you couldn't do it. (laughs) I'm trying to look to see if there's an angle. Like um, I don't think it could happen. Yeah. And that's okay. And and I do think like you said, like then trying to find the times where you come back together and you spend that time together, you get that quality time. Also, the one thing I want to touch on I don't think is on our list. Yeah. Hey couples out there you can watch separate things. <laughs> I think this is a thing that people Or you really... can have
0: separate interests.
1: Yeah, but I think people tend to force this a little bit of like, all right, well, we need to watch like all these shows together. We need to sit down and watch well, this I f- stuff together.
0: Right. I, I think there's this like feeling that... So for example, sometimes you'll be watching something on the main TV in our living room. The big screen. The big screen. Yeah. And I'll be watching something on my iPad. And I think people have this like vision of two, a couple like looking at two different screens and they're like, Oh, sad, Mm. you know, like they're not connecting. And the thing is like, we connect freaking all day. I get that we're in two different rooms, but we're chatting all day long. We're going, we're checking on this. You're coming in. You're to ask me about stuff. We're eating lunch together. Like we, we talk all the time. And so we give ourselves permission that if we need to recharge our batteries and we have different shows that we want to watch that are our individual interests, give also, ourselves permission to do that. And
1: I can't remember a time when we've sat in the living room and I've watched the big screen and you've watched the little screen and we haven't talked yeah, I haven't for talked like throughout. four hours yeah, and yeah, then yeah. I've just gone to bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that doesn't happen. Like we we talk about stuff, we share like, oh, look at this funny thing I saw or like, look at this, whatever.
0: So anyway, uh, we don't think it's sad to have your no, own I, I, No, and I do and... think
1: like these are the types of things that couples kind of like they force themselves into just like they force themselves into working processes where you're like oh well as a couple we're supposed to sit down and always watch everything together on tv it's like why <laughs> why do that to yourself like we have different you don't want to watch sports you don't want to watch the sports. bachelor i don't want to watch the bachelor so just like go ahead and watch it it's yeah fine. so yeah all right what else do we have on the list i think we're almost so
0: done. yeah i wanted to touch on two a couple more things but um one thing is one thing that I just think is a funny thing that we've started doing, but I think it's actually really helpful is if one of us has been working on something for like a long time that day, mm. I'm working really hard. Like now, I'll just cut to the chase and I'll go, Hey, I've been working really hard on this thing. Can I show it to you and get some validation? Yeah, that's the key. <laughs> the last part is the key. Yeah,
1: because I think everyone does the hey, can, oh, I, show can I show this to you? I've been yeah, on this? it's the can I get some validation? Yeah, because
0: what happened, what used to happen was I would go, Oh, can I show this to you? and then for whatever reason you know Jason would be like oh she's asking me for feedback or asking me for oh yeah for... my brain
1: immediately is like yeah. oh problem solving mode let's go yeah,
0: yeah. and it's like no, no 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 I just worked really hard for m- many hours and I need somebody to know that I worked really hard for many hours and I need someone to acknowledge that I did a good job yeah and we're just human beings and sometimes we need that and that's become really funny and helpful yeah
1: I think that's a great thing I I, I think trying to figure out those little things like it goes back to the love languages thing like mm-hmm. that affirmation for you goes such a long way and my brain does not think that. That way at all times my brain immediately wants to problem solve as much as I tell it like tell Caroline she did a great job and then shut up after that yeah my brain immediately is like hey but also like you the pixels are off on this
0: thing. <laughs> um and then I think the last thing that people might be wondering is what do you do when you disagree
1: uh, okay good so we we had a recent uh project that we worked on and this was leading up to our launch and some of you may have seen it some of you may not have we created this website that was a conspiracy website about yeah. ourselves that was alleging that we were robots.
0: Yeah. And it was all to the whole idea behind it was a funny way to market this idea that we had of audio coaching. Yeah, And so we have this thing inside of our WAM Unlimited program where we call it your WAM.ai personal coaching robot and it's like 200 coaching messages that for all different kinds of problems that you have like if you're feeling overwhelmed you get to listen to messages from us and we we thought it was funny to call this thing uh, like a your own personal ai and then we thought oh wouldn't it be funny to promote this if somebody had done a conspiracy website saying that we were actually an ai and not real human beings we did underestimate the How, gullibility of people. Well, and we yeah. had to add a little disclaimer that yeah. said, we, this is also a joke.
1: Just the the tenseness that is our society. Yeah. As well. So we we
0: very quickly had to uh, assure people this but
1: was okay. a joke. It was, I mean, 80% of people got it. Yeah. It 20% of people were like, I'm so sorry for this happening to you. And we're like, <laughs> what? It's not we're like, did you read it? Did you figure out, did you click through? Like it's us. Uh, but anyway, so we were working on this project, uh-huh. wamexposed.com. It'll still be up by the time this is up. If you want to check it out, wamexposed.com. And we were working on it and you, you had gotten to this place where we were probably like 75% done with it. And we had this sit down and we were going through it. And I was like, Oh, like, can you move this image over here? Can you make this bigger? Can you add this? And we
0: call that design tweaks. Yeah.
1: But- and you, can you make the logo bigger, make it a little <laughs> bit bigger, Okay, no, make it a little bit smaller. And, you just finally said to me, you're like, I think these details are going to drive me nuts. And I'm not going to be able to finish this project on time. And the missing piece there for me was actually that we you had set in your mind a deadline of I need to get this project done by this time. And that had not been articulated to me. And so I was like, well, why can't we do these additional things? They're very small things. But you I didn't know you were working on this timetable. And so that is again, like it just shows the the fact that not all of your processes are going to work perfectly. You're not going to have everything ironed out. And so when this came up, we kind of got into this little disagreement, if you will. I mean, it was,
0: well, it was all. sort of like a back and forth of like you, I really,
1: yeah. I really appreciate the details. Yeah.
0: You were really standing up for like, I want these, these tiny details, these changes to be made. And I was like, I, I also, I love you. And I also want these tiny changes, but I, I have to be honest with you. Like I will not be able to finish the project in the time that we need to be able to finish the project based on our other bigger goals if I do all these tiny little things. And so the point that I want to hit home here about what happens when you disagree is it's really important that when you have a strong opinion about something, you are able to articulate why. Yeah. And so what happened was you felt like because we weren't communicating that well, you felt like I was saying that I didn't want the that I didn't think it mattered, or I didn't think those tiny design changes mattered at all. Also, it's or really
1: like, funny to think back that I just wanted more of us being robots. I know. you were like, just more <laughs> just robots. Just like in this situation.
0: You were like, yeah, look, or... <laughs> I'm just repeating what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to get back to my train of thought. And I'm like, yeah, looking back, what's funny? Like, I'm just (laughs) repeating what you're saying. But the point is to be able to articulate why you feel strongly about something. So it was not that I didn't agree with you that the design changes would have been great. But I had to articulate, hey, here's why I'm saying no. And, And then usually if you're able to really articulate to the other person, like, have a strong case yeah. for your decision. As
1: soon as, as, soon as I knew that, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. We have plenty. Yeah, Like it was not something that I was sticking on enough. Cause there was, there were plenty of things. And I think that that there are going to be moments where both of your opinions are strong mm-hmm. and you're really just going to have to sit in that moment together and try and talk through it as level headed as possible and go, well, why do you not want to add those details? And then you're like, well, why do you want to add those details?
0: And And usually if we arrive at a stalemate after that, where one person's like, oh, I still don't get it. Like, I still really strongly believe this thing. Then we usually defer to like whoever, what do we always say? Like whoever cares the most. Yeah, for
1: sure. And, and, or we do arm wrestle.
0: Yeah, Yeah. obviously. And that that usually, I win. Yeah. Uh, The last thing actually that we don't have on our list, but that reminded me about that issue that we have gotten a lot better at too is calling out when there's tension in the air. Oh, for sure. Not letting the tension just sit and stew. So, you'll you'll know know it right away too. Like we'll be having like a completely innocuous conversation or meeting about like these random to-dos and I'll be like and like it'll be an energy thing, right? Yeah. Like you're like short short snappy or kind of like whatever and so usually one of us will say, "Hey, I'm just sensing some tension here." And that is our cue to each other, not to be defensive, but to turn inward and go, okay, they're right. Where's this tension coming from? Nine times out of 10, it's an—it's a correct assessment. There is tension. And yep. then it becomes about being, like hu- having the humility to say, here's why.
1: Yeah, and a lot of times it has absolutely nothing to do with what you're talking about. Yeah. It's something else. It's something that's been festering. It's something that's gone on before. That's
0: how we figured out about the tiny design tweaks, remember? Because we had our, m- our morning meeting the next day and i was like what's happening right now and i was like is there any possible way that this is because you're upset that i didn't make the design changes yesterday and you were like oh yeah i think actually yeah, like you yeah. didn't even realize it right. you were like oh i think that is it yeah and that's how we got that's how we've uh, detangled that miscommunication where i told you about oh it's just because of the timetable and you said oh i so thought you break, thought my ideas suck
1: i only had to break three vases to vases get there. We, yeah. we lost
0: three vases in the process but
1: well i hope this was helpful and i think The working with your spouse, working with your significant other, working with a partner, it is a complex thing. Yeah. And and I think for a lot of people. And it's different
0: for everyone because people are different.
1: For a lot of people, it just might not be a good fit. And I kind of wanted (laughs) to. The marriage? Well, no, working (laughs) together, but also the marriage, 60% of the time, data shows us. But no, I, I think a lot of people really try and force working together, and we've even seen in our wandering gameplay community some people who have been working together that they've stopped working together, yeah. and they've said this was actually the best thing we did because we were really forcing trying to work together. And it might be the fact that like you're both Enneagram eights. Yeah, there's nothing just...
0: wrong with you if you can't make it work. It's not like there's like we know something you don't know. That's not it. I just think sometimes, yeah, different personality types aren't meant to. I mean, you're not going to get nominated
1: for a spouse Oscar. A sposker. A, a sposker. Yeah, you're not gonna yeah. get nominated.
0: I mean, yeah, you're off the table for that. We, on the other hand, are in we're the running.
1: There. It's Dax and Kristen. <laughs> it's us. A
0: sposker. My
1: good friends Emily and Camille. My best. Our friends Our good friends, first of all. Uh, Maya Rudolph and Fred Armisen. They're not even spouses. They, <laughs> but just, they're get, just, they're just, they just get. They get a sposker. Nominated. Yeah. Uh, and then we're in there somehow. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I sposker. Think so. <laughs> Now I want to make this website. I know you do. <laughs> uh, hope that was helpful for you guys. And uh, for those of you who are listening to this who don't have partners, I hope you got something out of it as well. Also, good luck finding that partner if you're looking.
0: Well, we had tons of process stuff that isn't even related oh, yeah, to sure. having a And lots partner. of
1: giggles. Lots of little silly giggles. Mm,
0: so many giggles. You know? Uh, all
1: right. Well, you know, there's one thing I know Caroline doesn't want you to do uh-huh. at the end of this. It's an affirmation thing. And you know that she loves... Words of affirmation, but not in this way. No,
0: no, which don't. Which is
1: leaving a review on don't iTunes. Don't you dare. And it's not even iTunes anymore. It's Apple Podcasts.
0: That's what it's called.
1: That's what it's called. But you don't
0: need to know what it's called because you're not going to leave a review.
1: Because you wouldn't like it. Because you you love words of affirmation, but, not but you this. wouldn't like a review.
0: It's very confusing, but you're right. Yeah. I do love words if of affirmation. If you see
1: five stars, it doesn't feel right.
0: To me. You're like, it's too many. Right. Yeah. I would prefer... Any more
1: than zero. Zero stars. It's too many. Yeah, that's
0: correct. No words that are written that are
1: like, wow, that was really helpful. I learned a lot of stuff. These these looks are really silly. They should win a sposker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. That would yeah. really break my heart if I saw all that. All right,
1: so don't do that. All
0: or, right, don't or, do that. Or do, I don't know, oh, sarcasm.
1: Don't, wow. Don't do it. Uh, all right, we'll be back next week with another episode. We hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, if you enjoyed it, send us an email. Hello at wandering aimfully.com. You can DM us on Instagram at wandering aimfully, But those are really the only two places to get a hold of us because we're not really on any of the other social medias, which is always fun. To not be on them, Mm -hmm. I'm saying. Okay, is that it? That's it. All right.
0: Mm -hmm. Bye.
1: Bye.